Welcome to the Risk and Repeat Podcast, episode number 93. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I am here once again in our newly or partially renovated podcast studio, Old Chernobyl, getting an upgrade <laughs> with, with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Yeah, we're in the midst of uh, some changes here. We're in like a half-built like in our old space, well, but it's, it's the same space, but everything's been taken out. Yeah, we, we've got a new, we've got some new equipment here. We're using our uh, our Yeti microphone. I love the Yeti. Um, we are here to discuss our last episode. We we went pretty deep into Meltdown Inspector and everything that was going on with those flaws and sort of the response to it and why the the response was falling short. This episode, I feel like this is going to make us seem really smart. We, we, we're going to talk about crypto jacking and, and sort of crypto mining malware and, and the threats out there. And they, they don't seem like much or they didn't seem like much. No, but things have changed a lot. And Peter, you've talked to some people. I've, I've, um, I've written a story about this. It's really interesting because it wasn't that long ago that we, I think we did our first story about crypto jacking and sort of, uh, you know, the threat, we did a podcast episode about it. And back, you know, a couple months ago was, well, what is crypto jacking? Oh, you visit a website. It's, you know, some JavaScript. Right. Hijacks your browser. Mines coin. Things have changed. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the outline. But yes, um, it's not it's not getting better. It's, it's not getting better. It's, it's getting worse. And we said, Peter, we said specifically we look like geniuses actually i take that back we would need a lot more to look like geniuses uh we look pretty good because in our predictions podcast uh we said for 2018 we had said crypto uh crypto mining crypto jacking was going to be a big thing this year um we were not right about our price of bitcoin though if you remember we had a discussion about that it's down what would you say this morning about six six thousand well, it, it hit, the lowest that it hit this morning was around 59.50, if I remember correctly. What? From, wow. From, but, it, but it's back when we went in, I checked before earlier, uh, before we came into the studio here, and it was around, it was upper 6,000s. Now, I, as I recall, we said that it was going to drop, or I, I predicted it would drop by at least half. Oh, that's right. So you, you are correct. So what you're trying to say is, I was wrong. I don't remember what you said. <laughs> That's a very, I have a hard enough time remembering what I said. That's a very diplomatic uh, <laughs> response. Thank you, Peter. So we had seen stuff about crypto jacking start to trickle out, you know, sort of the end of last year. And again, it was it was sort of a it was a simple way to trick people into mining coin for you. And it was basically, oh, we're going to run some CoinHive uh, 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 mining software, legit mining software. We're going to run that in your browser, in like background. You're not going to know what's happening. We're not going to use, you know, we're not going to ask for permission. We're just going to do it. We're going to host it on some websites. And when you visit these websites, it's going to initiate. It's going to slow down your system, but, you know, them's the brakes. So it's not a full system takeover. It's not, you know, overly sophisticated attack. Um, 
it's just, you know, it's sort of a simple scheme to make money. Right. Yeah, right. CoinHive is uh, a legitimate service. Apparently, everybody that I've spoken to has used those exact words. Legit. Legitimate, yes. Or legit. And I did air quotes there, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh, right. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> so, so there's CoinHive, and CoinHive has their thing. They do their thing within with JavaScript within the browser. So when you turn your browser off, it goes away. Um, what we're seeing more of, or what the researchers are telling me that they are seeing more of, is cases where the attackers are using a, a, a wanna cry like mechanism to get in and spread. Yeah. And they're calling it wanna mine. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, it's not going into the browser with JavaScript that disappears when you turn off, when you close the tab. It takes over the whole system. Uh, some of the attacks have been pretty extensive. Um, I didn't get full details, and I don't want to. I, I don't want to misattribute here, so I'll just say that there's your, your story is a work in progress. The story is a work in progress, uh, but people are getting hit with this and getting damaged. They're they're taking over entire infrastructures, uh, and co- some companies are getting uh, turned completely into just mining farms, and. That's not good because you can't no. use your computer that you own. Uh, you're not your your computers are being used by people that have not been authorized to use them, that you don't haven't given them permission to use. So it's it's not good for for that. On the plus side, before you go turn tearing your hair out, Rob. The I'm good. So one of you know, <laughs> if you if you, if you're patched against WannaCry. Then you should be safe against one of mine. Not entirely, but still, the people that I've spoken to have, have pointed out that as long as you stay with the uh, latest versions of your software, with the uh, security patches installed, uh, and you don't click on phishing links, and you don't do anything silly, you should be able to avoid getting hit with these things. That's tall order. It is. It is. I mean, it seems order. basic enough, but it's you know these days it's a tall order. Yeah. No. So the, the, the on the WannaCry angle, these the, the the crypto mining malware that's out there now, and we it's it's a little bit more sophisticated than crypto jacking, just running script in the browser. They're they're using Eternal Blue, the Windows SMB protocol, to to spread. It's not clear how. Like how, for example, the malware, the WannaMine, or um, there's another uh, uh, type that was discovered by Proofpoint, which I wrote about this week. Is that the XMR? Uh, no, it's the uh, it, it's called, and I, I want to make sure I get this right because it's S M Smo Smo Min S M O M I N R U. Not sure how it's pronounced. And I heard about another one called yes. Adelka. Adelkuz, A-D-Y-L-K-U-Z-Z, I believe. Yeah. You've heard of that. Yeah. Okay. I, I heard you talking about it and asking... How to spell it. How to spell it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I caught wind of that too. So there's a couple of them out there, and, and in particular, the, the botnet that um, Proofpoint researchers discovered this, whatever it's called... <laughs> 
<laughs> and the one, the one of mine, they both use Eternal Blue, the Eternal Blue exploit. And you're right. If you if you've patched your Windows systems and you've you've plugged that you know SMB protocol hole, it should prevent it spreading through throughout your network. But you know the CrowdStrike did a report, and you talked to the CrowdStrike guys. CrowdStrike did a report on Wanamine. Wanamine was actually found last year, October. in October, yeah. by Panda Security, and it you know it, they did a report on it. It didn't really generate a lot of um, a lot of buzz, but then CrowdStrike comes out and says, "Oh yeah, this has been going on for a while," and here's some some analysis on it. Uh, uh, Proofpoint did their report on this botnet and which is totally separate from Wanamine, and they said it's been going on since last May, and they've been tracking it, and I think they, they, you know, the, the scale of this is incredible. To give you an idea of what's going on here, so when we, we did our first podcast on uh, crypto jacking, which was, let's see here, it was back in, you know, the middle of December, so there was an independent researcher, Willem de Groot, who discovered the, the you know, the, the, this, you know, quote unquote widespread um, uh, uh, crypto jacking scripts running in, in about 2,500 different popular websites. So who, know how, who knows how many people they infected? This botnet, this is incredible. So this botnet that Proofpoint was tracking, they think it's infected 526,000 individual Windows systems and generated around three, three and a half million in, in Monero since it was first discovered. And Monero is key, Peter, because as you know, Bitcoin, Bitcoin's old hat, Bitcoin's out. True. Bit, well, Bitcoin is harder to mine on, a, on, on low powered machines like right, right. we're talking about. And the other thing about Monero is it's more, it's designed to be more truly anonymous than Bitcoin. Exactly. So those are. That's what, in fact, I was talking this morning, that phone call was with Brian York, who's director of services for CrowdStrike. Mm. He wasn't going to, he, he didn't have any specific numbers to give me as far as the spread, but that that sounds like, uh, sounds like other people have. Yeah, Proofpoint so. had uh, a lot of interesting metrics on this, uh, on this attack. And again, it's not clear how this is getting into any given network. It could be a phishing link, it could be some other way, but once it's in, once it gets into one person's system, they it, it starts looking, it starts to look to exploit the eternal blue flaw. And if you haven't patched Windows and you're still uh, vulnerable to eternal blue, it can just spread across your network like that, which is incredible. And I think in CrowdStrike's report that they did was it last week or the week before on this particular, you know, what the WannaMine threat, I mean, it doesn't seem like much. You, you, you figure you get hit with a, a, a WannaMine or whatever, uh, you know, okay, it'll slow your systems down. Okay, it'll, you know, your, your computers will run, run a little bit slower than you expected. Maybe, you know, you got significant performance degradation, but it's not the end of the world. So in CrowdStrike's report, they said in one case, quote, in one case, a client informed CrowdStrike that nearly 100% of its environment was rendered unusable due to overutilization of the system's CPUs. That's 
I mean, that's like getting hit with ransomware, but not. Like, I mean, you can you can obviously restore systems without paying the ransom if you can find out like where the the coin mining malware is and how to how to fix it. But that's like that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And what what Brian was telling me um, about these attacks is that they're seeing some places are getting hit with. I want to make sure I get this right. I think he said that they were getting hit first with ransomware, and if you didn't pay, they'd come back and, and load you up with the cryptojacking software. Oh, that's actually, that's a double dip. Exactly. And and what I've... Why aren't we in this business? Well... Sorry. That was it, my, that was my inner, inner monologue leaking out onto the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the wrong business. Well, I don't know. This one... Yeah. Our business is not so bad. Yeah. But... So one of the things that so far I keep hearing is that the difference between ransomware and cryptojacking, the key difference for the actor, the threat actors is that ransomware, let's say you get a 3% return rate. That means you've got to, if you want to get one, if your ransom is one-tenth of a Bitcoin or, or two hundredths or whatever, whatever amount it is for, you know, let's say $500, uh, to make $500, you've got to infect, sorry, to make $1,500, you've got to infect 100 machines. Mm. You get three of them to pay up. Mm-hmm. Whereas with cryptojacking, if you can infect 100 machines, you've got 100 machines that are mining for you. Yep. And there's no, there's, you don't have to get the, the person at the other end to opt in. Yep. You don't have to get them to do anything. All they have to do is just keep doing what they're doing. Right. And let you in to their machine to, to take it over for cryptojacking, for right. crypto mining. So that to the, I mean, if I was a threat actor, yeah, definitely. It's much a, it's a much better model than, than doing this. I mean, ransomware is so devastatingly destructive to yeah. so many. And it's not something that you can kind of, like once it hits, I mean, it's devastating. Like it, it, it grinds stuff to a halt and, it, and, and it's noticeable. But if you just kind of drop a little malware here and there, spread it through eternal blue, run the system a bit slow, slower, and you can distribute it across an entire network, a botnet. Well, now you're in business and you might not. I mean, this was something that we talked about way back when with, um, God, was it White Ops? And they were doing their click fraud uh, in, investigations into, uh, you know, all this malware and these botnets that were, that were being created and, and engaging in click fraud and spreading out across all these networks. And one of the things that they were talking about was, you know, most of this stuff was hitting just individual users who don't have great security hygiene on your personal PCs, but it starts to bleed into corporate networks and data centers, and, and no one notices it. It just sits there. And that's, so that's what, one of the things that's interesting to me, I kind of wonder, like, well, if you're a threat actor, why would you do something like with a CrowdStrike client? Why would you grind a single corporate network to, to a standstill like that? Don't you want to run it at barely noticeable levels, steal a little bit of CPU, CPU power here and there, rather than make it like overwhelmingly, you know, destructive and noticeable? Like, like we were talking about the other day. Like you're killing the host. Right. Yeah. For for a, you want to be a parasite. Parasite. Yeah. yeah. Successful parasites don't kill their, you know, the the most devastating diseases kill everybody, and then the right. disease goes away or but, it evolves. But. But even then, it's still, and this is why it's important, there's an enterprise angle here. It's not individual users that are just getting hit with this stuff. In fact, 
you know, the Proofpoint guys wrote about this, but the Proofpoint researcher, caffeine, uh, anonymous security researcher, people, a lot of people know this uh, individual goes by the name of caffeine. He, he was pointing out, he, she, I don't know the gender. Caffeine was pointing out in, in, the, in the blog post for Proofpoint that, well, the, the game has kind of changed here, you know, and I'll read this quote, uh, quote, as Bitcoin has become prohibitively resource intensive to mine outside of dedicated mining farms, interest in Monero has increased dramatically. While Monero can no longer be mined effectively on desktop computers, a distributed botnet like that, like the one described here, can provide quite lucrative can, or can prove quite lucrative for its operators. So basically, rather than just like a few system, few use, you know, um, uh, uh, home systems here and there, you go after a big corporate network, now you're in business. And that's it. That matters to enterprises. Let's say you don't, Peter, let's say you don't, you know, your company doesn't get uh, uh, crushed and doesn't have 100% of its CPU cycle. Let's say it's just tw a 20% extra. That matters. What happens when you hit a peak period? What happens when, like, if you have an, like, you're an online retailer, you have a big, or any type of web business, you have an influx of traffic, and suddenly that 20% becomes really important. Now you're paying for an extra 20% if you're going through cloud providers like Amazon or whoever. I mean, that that's serious. That matters. Absolutely. I mean, if you're if you're paying to have 100% availability of your resources and somebody's taking 20% off the top, then, as you say, it's a problem. On the other hand, the, the thing that, and I, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that this is positive, but, but there is potential, like, if the threat actors are going after a little bit, you know, a 5% or 10% off the top of my CPU mm. for my computer that doesn't really that isn't being maximally utilized. It, it ain't a Ferrari to begin with, either. It, right. <laughs> but, but if that, if I could use that instead of looking at all these ridiculous ads, I mean, I would, in an instant, Whoa. be willing to trade a certain percentage of my CPU for the time that it takes to read a news article from the yeah. Wall Street Journal, which has this really difficult paywall to, yeah. to go across, um, or any any content provider, yeah. it would be much easier for me to allow that than to allow all of these ads with all the yeah. stuff that goes along with them. There's a lot of threats that are carried in I mean, ads. yeah, and let's be honest, your site is already running slower when you go on some of these sites like like, like CNN, like video pops up, autoplay. Right. Excuse me while I load all these other ads on top. That's a great idea. We should be entrepreneurs. We don't have to go into cybercrime, but maybe we can come up with a way. Maybe we can get Tech Target to buy in. Like we'll have a, a site that's just like you visit it. We'll give you some good content, and by the way, we'll just run a little mining uh, operation in the background, just a little bit, just a little. Of course, when twenty different outlets are running just a little, on you know when they're all taking two percent, yeah, that count it adds up after after a little before too long. It it can very much add up, but. Yeah, I don't want anybody running crypto mining on my. No, on not my without it, not without my permission. Yeah, it's it's. Um, although, if it, if it, the alternative is to avoid running all the ad, adware that goes along, then yeah, I'm, you know, count me in for yeah. that. Well, what else have you heard about like in your and you know 
your research and talking to folks, I mean, I know what I've heard, but any, any other sort of things we should be aware of? I, there's a lot of uncertainty still. Uh, I, I try to get in. So this is funny. I've, all, I've, I've spoken directly with two people so far about this. Uh, been doing, you know, I've got more calls yep. lined up. But uh, so far, when I ask, what is a typical computer yield for an attacker? The answer is, it depends. That's the exact word for word from both of them so far. And I'm sure that if I ask again, it's going to be the same. Because and, and, and we know it depends. I mean, if I'm running, if I'm running a, a Chromebook, it's going to be different than if I'm running uh, a, work, a high-end workstation. So, yeah, I did get an estimate that it might be pennies per pennies per hour I want to say yeah I mean if you like if you pennies per hour yeah if you did the math on the proof point uh, yeah. research like if you you know three what between three and three point five million I think uh, in Monero was was what they what they had uh, what they had tracked um, divided by five hundred and twenty six thousand systems I mean that's so I I don't know I mean it, yeah it, it depends it's hard to kind of gauge like what the real like if, if any one system but like if you got into if you spread into a network and you got into that data center i mean that's that's the goods right there oh yeah you know if you if you're you're running high-powered servers and and you, you know some of the stuff gets in there through the smb flaw you know you're using eternal blue i mean that's well now you're it's a different story um I do want to mention one last thing from the from the the CrowdStrike report because this this was, I, you know, we're we're trying to figure out like well, who's doing this stuff and you know there was the 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 we did a news piece or, or I'm I'm pretty sure it was a news piece it might have been a feature but a while back uh, looking at like how North Korean nation state attackers were sort of you know looking at. at at sort of financial uh, uh, um, incentives, like they were, they were going, they were committing hacks not just for espionage, but to literally make money or steal money, and it wasn't just sort of to cause financial disruption for the target nations that they were going after. You know, it possibly could have been just to make money too. Um, so one of the things they wrote, CrowdStrike wrote in their piece um, a couple weeks ago on on Wanamine was was this little interesting tidbit at the end. It said, in the conclusion section, the report said, quote, while the tactics, techniques, and procedures displayed in Wanamine did not require a high degree of sophistication, and they didn't, that, that's me talking, quote, the attack clearly stands on the shoulders of more innovative and enterprising nation-state and e-crime threat actors, end quote. It's interesting. I mean, they're right. It, it's not necessarily sophisticated this flaw is out there the flaw the eternal blue flaw isn't really that complex i mean it's this is server message block protocol like this is an old thing there was a flaw there was a flaw in version one that was just lying there someone found it no one else apparently knew about it until the shadow brokers dumped it and you're just taking sort of you're 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 putting a new twist on the crypto jacking formula with this this crypto mining malware but the fact that someone is is doing that to begin with, you know, and, and the fact that CrowdStrike says this is something that seems like it's more toward the enterprising nation state. 
could be you know any number of countries out there uh, uh, that are doing this but I think that that's that's interesting it's not just sort of you know oh here's some financially motivated cyber criminals like this is this is graduated to a new level the the threat is different the threat actors could be different I thought that was interesting yeah. but it's not bunker time yet good no, but you said that to me. You said, don't panic. Like, let's not lose oh. our cool. Yeah, yeah. No, no need, to, no need to lose your cool. You're sure? Pretty sure. All right. I mean. I'm 80% confident. <laughs> okay. I'll take your 80%. You are the sunny optimist. Um, so I'll go with that. Uh, well, I think that brings an end to our discussion, our our latest on crypto jacking crypto mining malware threats and how they've changed in a relatively short time and we're just in february but again we look like geniuses relative geniuses i'll take uh, it yeah we'll take we'll take the compliment uh but stay tuned for more information uh peter's story should be online in the not too distant future and i'm sure we'll have more news on this stuff as uh, stories develop and Peter, once again, thank you for joining me in this discussion. Always great to be here. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.